Dad stealing the show once again. Hello and welcome to another episode of Me, My Dad and the Bachelor and It. Bachelor and It? The Bachelor and the It on the end. Okay, fair. I'm Matilda Bosley. And I'm Ray Bosley. And we are watching The Bachelor at... 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 And at... Yep. And um, once again... Have had a terrible first week, first, first episode, yep. and then have been reinvigorated by the second. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a bit of a yawn yesterday's episode. I legit was, I legitimately was sort of worrying about the future of this podcast. I'm like, there's no content here. There's nothing for us to talk about. And and yet, it's strange that that's the case because all the ingredients were there. You yeah, know? there was color and movement. There was sort of big funny ideas of. The, uh, kicked off with, um, uh, you know, this sort of challenge where all the boys walked into this uh, pigsty, terrible, messed up house and there were babies crying everywhere and they suddenly had to become dads and look after these toy babies and clean up the whole house before the girls arrived. Uh, so that should have been fun, but it was... Yeah, it wasn't. It was no. boring, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, okay, we're watching... Look, I mean, we'll get into it once we get into the first episode, but then, you know, when we have this giant sort of well-promoted blow-up at the end that I also just couldn't care about. But yep. then the second episode hit, and objectively it's a more boring episode, yet I cared much more about it and was much more here for it because, you know what it is, we actually got time... To learn about the characters oh, and yeah. care about the characters, which just we have not had previously. Yep. Oh well, let's um get into your slightly oh, yes. underwhelmed, yeah. um slightly lower audio quality due to some microphone it's issues. Um, first reactions. Slightly lower voltage reaction. Yes. A, a lower on a lot of <laughs> a lot of measures. First reaction to the first episode this week. Uh, well, it was kind of all James all the time this week. Uh, if you weren't that fussed about him, then it wasn't much of an episode. Lots of kind of out of control dads leaving kids in swimming pools. There was some stuff with Adrian, who is always a yawn. Joey, who's also always a bit of a yawn. There were some good ads for some frozen foods and MasterChef. I don't feel anything about it. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, which is I didn't even really have a huge amount of energy to take notes this week. I have a few, but I'm not going to sort of sit here and suggest that they're particularly extensive by any sort of stretch of the imagination. But basically, so you you, you basically told it well. They walk in uh, and there's sort of a room that's in a mess and the boys, the basically, they're going to have to do the chores and look after the baby, which I like to refer to as um, the bare minimum date. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we were told that there were noodles and um, poo in nappies and all sorts of things there, and sure enough, there seemed to be. Uh, and there was a lot of fun with watching Shannon, uh, who's clearly never mopped a floor before in his life, mop a floor. Yeah, um, but, like, don't you think that it's somewhat insulting to just... Like, the joke is that, like, the men have to help around the house and look after a child. Like, look, I guess so. I mean, it was an extreme, it was extreme. Like, it was not, it was a kind of uh, like 10 times as much as what real life really holds. Mm. Uh, yeah, but, but like, you know what I mean? Like, the idea, mm. the very, 
I'd, I'd honestly find it insulting either gender. Like, making women look after babies, you're a terrorist. Don't do that, like, as a date. And they have done that before. Bachelors have come in and been like, I want kids. Mm. Have a look after this toy baby all day. And I hate it. It's the worst thing in the world. But then also it somehow felt similarly insulting for it to be, like, the joke of blokey men babysitting their own children, taking responsibility for their own lives that they brought into the world. I think, think, well, if you want to look at it that way, that's perfectly valid. But, I mean, I guess I I saw it as people who haven't looked after a baby suddenly have to. It's like, Mm. uh, you know, like when you go to school and there's a bag of flour or an uncooked egg that you have to look look after for a week. Did you ever have to do anything like that at school? Neither. They just showed us um, pictures, very close-up pictures of STDs. Oh, and okay. Told right. us of sort of STD scarred bodies, mm. and then um, told us that we shouldn't get an abortion. Right. Yeah. Which, oh, well, being a Catholic school, that's par for the course. Yeah. I mean, I probably would have preferred the robot baby yeah. assignment. To be honest, <laughs> seems much more fun and probably more effective. Honestly. So during this time, the girls are watching this all sort of unfold on TVs in the other room, and. I was so upset that Fraser got off as much as he, sorry, Fraser, Fraser or Fraser. No, not Fraser. That's the um the sitcom. No matter, I once again been watching a lot of Real Housewives. His wife is one of the Real Housewives. Oh, okay. So right, um, right. his ex-wife. Very. They go. They divorce on the show. I'm pretty sure. Uh, what's his name? Kelsey Grammer's ex-wife or yeah. Fraser Crane? Fraser Crane's. Ex in the show. No, Kelsey Grammer's ex-wife, Maybe, Camille. I don't know if Fraser Crane did have an ex, but anyway, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so we're, like, taking the piss out of a lot of guys and then it's sort of like James and Fraser are both sitting outside, <laughs> like, leaving the babies to drown in the pool. Babies in, they, a, <laughs> in a blow-up waiting pool. As they just sort of chill. And, like, what we're meant to take away from it is, like, oh, James is falling down, James has <laughs> dropped the ball, but it's like, but Fraser's hot, so we'll give him a pass. Like, no, he was being a dickhead. He wasn't participating in the date at all. Like, I feel like Fraser is such, like, a closet dickhead. He's feel- been cruising through his, his... He doesn't open up at all, like... Yeah, well, oh, there's not much. He hasn't gotten many opinions or, or things to say, really. He's, no. He's, he's, a, he's a an empty vessel. But also, like, a smarmy empty vessel. <laughs> He's, could... <laughs> he's an empty vessel that's an att- got an attractive sort of exterior, yes. Yeah, I, I, I just, it really rubbed me the wrong way. There was something about how smugly he was sitting in that pool that pissed me off. Look, I'm not saying I'm a fan of James either. Mm. Happy that he's gone. Sorry for the spoiler, but like, yeah, uh, you know, I just felt like there were some men who got away with it, and also like Adrian got so much credit for like. <laughs> having one serious conversation. So, okay, so the girls come in and sort of reveal, like, ha-ha, we've been watching you on cameras the whole time. And the guys are like, whoa. Oh, oh what my were, God, I what did we what, say? What are these cameras here for? Um, <laughs> like, they knew they were being filmed, right? Mm. Um, and they pick a guy each. And so Becky picks Shannon. I For a moment I thought that Becky picked Adrian, but actually worse than that, she picks him for a single date afterwards. Um, so Becky picks Shannon. They have a chat about mopping. It's sort of fine. I can't really remember much no. from it. And Ellie picks Joey. Oh, yes, right, because he did the dishes. Yeah, God bless him. What <laughs> totally date-worthy activity. And um, he sort of 
said all the right things and was genuine and said that, you know, he wanted to do this family. It's something he's been thinking seriously about. He's, like, genuinely interested in her. And she's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if this is just something that you've, like, implanted <laughs> in my head, the idea that Ali can't, doesn't care about Joey at all. Yeah. But, like, I'm just seeing it everywhere now. It's because it's, it's real. It's there. It's inescapable. Yeah. Everyone can see it except Joey. Oh, poor man. So right after this somewhat unexcusable date, an extraordinarily unexcusable date takes place. Yeah. we uh, Someone who, who rolls up. Um, basically. Uh, Becky rocks up in an, in an MG. Oh, does she? Yes. And so basically we've got this situation with hometowns are next week and Sam, great, reliable, good man, yeah, smart, reasonable. smartish guy. Smart, successful lawyer. Terrible ventriloquist, but yeah, still. Yeah, forgivable. Um, Sam goes, you know what, we haven't really spent enough time together because they've spent no time together. Um, so he said, oh, I think I'd be, want to sort of have a bit more one-on-one time before I really introduce her to my family, which sounds reasonable, but is just a ploy to get more time with her. So, uh, you know, hard to tell which way to feel about that one. But anyway, basically it sort of comes down to this, you know, moment where it's like, is Becky going to pick Sam for some extra time? And who does she, so she rocks up and who does she pick? Adrian. Why? Because she has bad taste in men and he's a bad man. Oh my God. Why? (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, so they... I can't even remember what they did in the day. I think they it was went such to a the blind beach. rage. They went to the beach and it must have been freezing because they didn't go in for a swim. They sort of sat on blankets and oh, great. things and then drank beer. That's right. They they drank both she's drank from parks. beer. Yeah, in fairness, she's from Parks. Fair enough. And then they had deep and meaningful... She's from Parks. Yeah. She's a country girl. Yeah. Go on. Okay. Um... So they. She's a country girl. The best you can say about Adrian is he, <laughs> okay, we're he's not doing possibly. This joke. <laughs> I don't know the joke. I'm just interrupting that she's a country girl because it's what the show does. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, now Good. we'll cut it. All right. And we <laughs> cut it. <laughs> I'm upset. So they drink beer and um, uh, Adrian, they sort of. I, I, in my. I, mem- I remember them having some sort of serious adult chat. But I can't remember anything about yeah, it. Yeah, so basically what it was is Becky goes, I was really impressed by the conversations you were having oh, about wanting during the babies. And, stuff, and right. it was a very mature conversation. And I would argue that one mildly mature conversation should not be the only prerequisite <laughs> for a lover <laughs> of a 30-year-old woman. Well, she's clutching at straws, I guess. Yeah. Why, though? <laughs> like, Sam was lovely. Yep. Just pick Sam. Yep. It's so silly. Oh, my God. So, yeah, she... Perhaps she's a ventriloquism snob. Oh, true. She's entranced by this horrible man, and we still haven't got any explanation about why he rocked up in a steampunk hat the first day, given that he has given no indication of being a steampunk man from then on. Yeah, and we don't know why he was on antibiotics. Yeah. So many secrets. He's like an onion. Yeah, God, but... (laughs) (laughs) But, God, it's... I I am crying, so... Look. So anyway, they're awful. at the beach. They have some bloody he's conversation. Sort of not as, he's not as bad as you think. Well, no, he's just putting on a front because he's like being honest hasn't worked. So now he's just gonna. Oh, okay, yeah. You yeah. know, pretend to be genuine, and then they talk about how well they get along together, and then she says, "You remind me of your my ex." Oh. And then, like the ex that she's been crying about this whole time—that was yeah. an arsehole who treated her terribly—and 
And wasn't well, there some? Didn't she sort of put some spin on it that she, she? He reminds her of the good qualities. Yeah, of yeah. Her then, ex? then he goes, uh? and then she goes, because <laughs> she goes, you know, I just broke up. My ex really hurt me, and you remind me a bit of him. <laughs> and then, like, I think what was a valid thing about her almost reaching like an actual conclusion, or like almost actually sort of putting some critical thought into what she's doing. And then he goes, Ugh, and then she goes, no, 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 the good bits, the good bits. You remind <laughs> me the good bits of my ex. No. Ja- no. Anyway, then we move on. We're like already at the cocktail party, you realise? Are we? Oh, yeah. Okay. How, how many minutes are we into recording this? And we're already <laughs> at the cocktail party because nothing is bloody happening in this whole episode. So we're there and suddenly... um. Uh, Sam is doing Osh's job and just explaining, like, oh, the stakes are pretty high. Um, Oh, you know, it's really getting down to the crunch. Clearly everyone has a clear connection with people. There's a big surprise because uh, they find the envelope, Mm. the blue envelope with... It doesn't describe a single date. It describes... Oh, it describes it, the sort of... Oh, the Last Supper. The Last Supper, yes. which is basically a Buller banquet. If But you won't... You'll never get to know what a Buller banquet is, but it's what they do on the most recent season of Bachelor in Paradise, uh-huh. where everyone puts in anonymous questions and they uh, all sit around a dinner table and argue. Um, is the first example of that... Oh, no, it can't be because it's Bachelor in Paradise. So well, I was going to say, because something similar happened at the Halloween party, like... Yeah, that was more of a straight never have I ever truth or dare situation. Yeah. This is like probably every question is just submitted by producers. Like it, it's mm. sort of similar to what they did via Skype in Lockie's season. Oh, uh, yeah. Where yeah. they were sort of asking um, Roxy about her secret boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. It's also a concept that they just straight up stole off um, uh, Married at First Sight. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they, Osha has claimed to have left this note for the boys. Because. <laughs> seemingly left it, what, the six months ago when he got trapped in Melbourne? Because they forgot to film him putting a note on <laughs> an envelope on that table. They couldn't green screen that bit in. Yeah. He says, I'll see you later at the cocktail party. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so they all sit down to this you know, weird dinner. Walk me through kind of what happened. Oh, gee, well, uh, well, the prelude to it was that, you know, James has kind of definitely got questions he wants to have answered and he's really frustrated that they've been dodging these questions. You know, it's all to do with Joey and, and Ali's past and everything like that, and it's just yawning. Um, and and then uh, did it, is that, was it all completely James or was someone else sort of chiming in about what they were going to ask or something? Well, there was sort of basically everyone just wanted to get to the bottom of what Joey and Ali had been up to, yeah. which is like so uninteresting. Mm. And they're like, was it just that weekend? It was, was like, you don't go on a weekend as a first date, you dickhead. <laughs> like, uh, so... like, of course it was more than that. Stop. Yeah. Anyway, so James starts getting more and more kind of het up and then someone puts a question in and says, Becky, which one of the guys for Ali is the most Ali's type? Yes. And Becky says, oh, you know, Fraser, I think she's sort of, you're the kind of guy she's gone for before. Oh, Adam, you know, you're so smart and intelligent and I think you really get her. And Joey. Joey, oh, you know, you've got such a great connection or you're such a good dude. And then she sort of just stops (laughs) and then James goes, Oh, got one for me. Oh, yeah, thanks for that. Yes. Like, horribly. <laughs> Ew. And, Ew. And so then everyone's kind of like, yeah, okay, moving on. Um, yeah. But then he just kept on at it, or at least so the editor would have us believe. Uh, and there was this sort of 
little scene playing out very quickly of James getting more and more and more but, upset and snarky and pouty and, and sort of little asides and little subtitles about what he actually yeah. said and stuff. And then suddenly he's jumping up and storming out. Here's the thing, though. I care about James showing his true colours and getting angry and storming out. Mm. But I did not care about this because they just cut the bejesus out of it. Yeah. Like, oh, it, it was obviously like a half-hour conversation, but they didn't give you – they cut it down in a way where it's like impossible to follow, impossible to believe that that could be the natural course of the conversation, like yep. as they've cut it. And just kind of makes you not care about it. Like, I get that you can't show a 30-minute conversation, but, like, why not instead of two, you show, like, five or eight Mm. or ten minutes? You know what I mean? Like, it's good drama. We care about it. Like, trust that we'll sit through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't quite understand their, like, kind of give the bare minimum all the time. When, like... The next very next episode where instead of four hometown dates, there was three in each episode... And so it was spaced out a bit, and that spacing out lent, lent us the time to actually start yeah. caring and get invested in the families and, you know, care about the girls' emotions. I think possibly for the first time in the season. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's such a. Okay, yeah. I'm so hypocritical because last time we were talking about how slow this last season was. But, like, there's something to be said with in these later episodes, like taking a moment to breathe, which this show seems steadfast in not doing. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, okay, so then suddenly James is gone and everyone's kind of looking startled and shocked and, and, and uh, you know, we've got sort of um, Vox Pops from, from Ali sort of saying, well, gosh, that was really quite a red flag. Mm. Uh, and so, and we also have, you know, seen the promos leading up to this episode and we know that, it's all being spoken of in terms of, you know, the goes down in flames and stuff. Yeah. So the um, end result of the, the rose ceremony is never in any doubt. At least we know that two guys are going home and we know that one of them is James. It's just it's indisputable. So I suppose there was a bit of jeopardy about... Uh, who the other one? Would yeah, be. but they didn't even they didn't even play the Jeopardy off that. They played it on if James is going to go home or not, which like yeah. I get is the natural conclusion to that episode storyline. But it's like the bit Becky's the one that actually made the bigger decision that mm. night, which is sending home Sam, who was great, instead of steampunk twit. Uh, that's awful. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. So. Um... Oh, yeah, because that's right, yes, because the jeopardy with James was... Is it going to be James or Adam? Adam, yes, Tarzan. I had already, like, drafted a furious text (laughs) because I just had a furious tweet because I had absolutely no faith in Ellie not to pick the (laughs) worst man. Like, I was already writing, like, this is a totally unlikable move. How are we ever meant to trust Ellie? How are we meant to be invested in her love life when she makes decisions like this? Like, I just already was, like, angry about it in my head and it just, like, turns out I was wrong. Mm. And, like, she made the right choice. But also, like, once again, we're not celebrating the bare minimum here. (laughs) Yep. So James is gone uh, and Sam is gone. And Sam was sad to see him go because he was... um... Oh, he was boring, but, like, God bless him. Yeah, he was a good guy. Yeah. Still Um, don't know what was was in that basket he brought. Oh, gosh. What, on the balloons? On the red carpet, the floating up basket. Yes, yes. Um... Was he the oldest? He, he he was like thirty five, I think, and I'm sure that's the cutoff. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, he seemed, I mean, the baldness and being mm. a lawyer kind of gives ages someone somewhat. I think so, yeah. Yeah. What kind of lawyer do you reckon he is? I kind of imagine him as one of those, like, family lawyers that are, like, on the bus stop sort of oh, okay. ads. Like, have you been injured at work? Call me. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um I don't know. He didn't seem to be one of the sort of more rarefied, highbrow kind of lawyers. Yeah, I, mean. I don't think you, like, get hired at Slater after you <laughs> go on The Bachelor, to be honest. Yes. Um, and so that was that, wasn't it? Yeah. That was really all that can be said. That um, We've run out of content. This so One note, um, there was more racial diversity in the plastic baby dolls than there was in the remaining <laughs> cast. Yes. Well, they were made in China. Oh, God. It's it's such a low bar, and yet they <laughs> miss it every time. Um, so there's three guys left uh, And then suddenly girl. we're doing hometowns. And that's hometown time. Cool. Yeah, and that's the end of the episode. And Oh, sorry. Oh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I've just seen on my notes, um, I've just got a note that says no with, like, 300 O's. <laughs> and then in capitals, this is the worst thing ever. Um, can you cast your mind back to what I might be speaking about in this moment? Because I remember and I wish I didn't. Oh, no, I have no idea. Uh, it was a question that was put in the box. Oh. It was, James, what is your fetish? Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> oh and what was his fetish? He's into BDSM or no, something. No, he said he likes a little dominance yeah. <laughs> and to rough people around. And it's uh, like, James, no. You ha- like, <laughs> I hated it so much. <laughs> and also it's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> we, yeah, it goes without saying. It's the, the constant yelling at people already and sort of, Threatening to kill people. Mm. The constant sort of yelling at people and threatening people kind of already gave that away, James. No one's surprised. Yes, yes. It's more like him um, uh, him storming off and leaving the table was definitely a red flag for Ali, but it's kind of like it was just that it was a little bit taller than the other red flags <laughs> that it's protruding above. <laughs> I hated it. I wanted to switch off the TV show at that moment. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Adam, we, we you know who else? Did. We nearly did. You know who else hated it? Who's that? Adam. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, <laughs> oh, was that's like, right. he was he, he was, was freaked out by it. Out of his element there. Do yes. we reckon maybe Adam's like a secret, like full-on Christian? Could be. Yeah. He's, there's something. There's there's that sort of um, kind of we're not quite getting the whole story, or or he's a bit too good to be true, or, or yeah, and also like never fallen in love, hasn't had a serious girlfriend. Yeah. Although you think maybe religious people would, like, get a girlfriend really quick and get married. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's something secret. And yep. it seems like we only speak to his sister next week, so. Oh, is that right? Yeah, oh, there was okay. one person that was just, like, one sister. Oh. But maybe maybe actually that was just them taking away for private conversation. Yeah, right. But, yeah. Um, okay, well, that was awful and I want to erase <laughs> it from my memory forever. Yep. And then... Bye, James. <laughs> Go rough up someone on the outside world. Um... <laughs> what did he say in the limo? Nothing much, really. Just, I don't... He sort of... He didn't get get all sort of scathing like, like Pascal or anything. He just sort of... Oh, what is it? No, it wasn't him, was it? Oh, yeah, it was. He said that he'd really could... He really felt a connection with um, Ellie, but it just wasn't mutual. That's what I remember him saying. Yeah, it wasn't mutual with us either. Mm. I didn't really feel the connection. I was happy to see him go. Yeah. Oh, well, that was a short, like, 
our recap sounded interesting yeah. for that episode. <laughs> One would be forgiven, I would almost say, for listening to us speak about that episode and to think that it was even marginally and that, good. That's the, the most sort of noticeable thing about it. It should have been good. Everything was there, but somehow it just was It not. felt flat. I would... I, I just hated it like i didn't want to watch it it wasn't like a this is a car crash i just like mm. i was like i have better things to do yeah you know like i could go have a bath mm. you know so we went off and we did those better things for like 23 hours <laughs> yep and then we sat right back down at 7 p.m yep and 7 30 p.m exactly uh and will we listen to what i said yeah why not sure play it <laughs> Well, it was a bit of an epic episode. It was pretty forgettable, pretty forgettable, pretty forgettable. Unmissable TV at the end. Things got real. It was genuine human emotion and not just the sort of prurient human suffering that we saw bits and pieces of last series. It was one of those episodes where I just can't wait to watch it on Gogglebox, but I think it was the last Gogglebox tonight as well. <laughs> a better episode. Yeah, yeah, that was... Uh, that was, that was Definitely edging over into the good category, I think. You've written some notes for this episode. Oh, yeah. What, what's your first thought on um, Joey's date, Joey's hometown? Look, I think Joey made up a bit of ground. Um, so, you know, off they went to Joey's kind of, uh, they, they had a, a little sort of bushwalk picnic-y kind of thing. And what was he? Oh, he played his trump card, which was he had his dog Elfie there. Oh, hello. And, and uh, Ellie had gotten friendly with Elfie before when they were when they had their little sort of romance together six months ago. <laughs> James is like, so was the weekend venue dog friendly? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, she was, so it was like a sort of lovely kind of reunion between her and Elfie and she said something about Elfie was his wingman back, back in the day. So uh, Obviously not quite a good enough one. <laughs> yes. Wait, is that, it's unclear who dumped who, do we know? I... I, I don't know. I mean, we've sort of heard really the, the same thing from both of them. Like, mm. I got them. Oh, maybe maybe she dumped him because he, he's been saying things along the lines of, you know, I just didn't really give it a full, you know, to sort of I missed the opportunity to kind of really put my best foot forward there or something. Oh, like I read that as him dumping her. I guess. Oh, it's tough. And also I don't care. Um, so <laughs> well, tell us about their date. What was their activity? Well, it was really just meeting up under some sort of tree somewhere with the dog and them having a picnic, didn't they? Um, I don't know. I think so. I think that's about it. Uh, they didn't, yeah, and then, then suddenly uh, they're going back to the mansion and all his folks uh, and brothers and sister rocked up. Mm. Uh, and there was a lot of social distancing going on. A lot oh, of they're doing little air hugs. Yes, air hugs, yes, air that's, hugs. that's right. And uh, oh, I wish I could hug you right now. Stop. <laughs> and and it was a bit unclear, wasn't it? Whether I mean, it almost seemed like Ali had met them all before back six months ago. Well, the mum sort of said, "Oh, Ali always seemed like something quite special to Joey," but yeah. it's like he was at least telling his mum about her. Like that seems like further along than we. <laughs> previously had known mm. well anyway they, they were claiming certainly the the, the story we were, we were you know participating in tonight was that this was the first time they'd actually met mm. in person um, so yes we meet joey's <laughs> brothers uh yeah so joey had two brothers and a sister uh one brother looked nothing like him and the other one looked almost exactly like him <laughs> kind of i was hard to tell he sort of looked a bit older and a bit more serious yeah but 
I could have sworn that he said he was Joey's younger brother, but I could be wrong. Oh, I feel like he said older, but also, yeah, they look nothing alike. I don't think the mum and the dad said a word. The mum... Dad didn't say anything. Mum mum chimed in. They have a bit of a chat, and in that, the sort of older brother starts honing in on this idea of being like, okay, so what dates have you gone on? And they're like... Oh, we kind of hung out after this, after, after the that. And, party and, yeah, and he goes, oh, I thought you would have gone skydiving. He's like, oh, no, I think she like wanted to prioritise other getting to know other people because we knew each other. And he goes, wait a second, you haven't had a single, single date? Yes. <laughs> and then the Ali, terrible under pressure. Yeah, yeah, she didn't fare very well at all. So, so oh, the brother whose name I didn't quite catch, James or something, um, just hones in on this and, you know, sort of goes, fixes her with his laser-like stare. Well, I think the thing is... Um, it's difficult because I know the the thing is I think with the uh, you know it's interesting that you say and she starts like eight sentences all at once, but basically then Joey has to jump in being all like oh you know I uh, you know she has other people to see and like and there were words, know, where, where where other people had to catch up or something. There were words like bandied about like a, she wanted to you know make it an even playing field. And oh yeah, they love talking about even playing fields. Didn't really they? have a need to sort of you know because she knew Joey's character and anyway. So, which is all fair enough. Yeah, I'm no, sure that's kind of why. Yeah. Mm. Well, <laughs> plus she doesn't like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, basically, the mum pulls Joey aside to have a bit of a chat where he's like, I'm obsessed with her. She's really special. You know, I don't want to let her go again this time. I'm into it. And the brother pulls Ellie aside to have a chat and she's like, yeah, I like other men. <laughs> And then kind of won't commit to fully sort of admitting that she likes him but, or anything. And yet somehow wins him over. Yeah. I'm assuming the producers paid him off. Right. Yep. <laughs> you know. Well, my initial theory before I saw, it, saw the episode was, you know, because we saw little bits of, of, of it in the promo of him kind of putting the hard word on Ali. Mm. I thought, oh, he was keen on her when his brother was going out with her. Oh. That's what I thought, but I don't think I don't think that proved to be the case. I like I like a good conspiracy theory though. Yeah. Um yeah, and Ali was just terrible at answering the questions and it kind of became quite apparent that it's like, you know what, she doesn't have crazy mm. strong feelings for Pete. No, not Pete. Uh, for Joey, and it's a shame because I think she's the best match with Joey. <laughs> yes. You know, it's sort of like Fraser offers nothing aside from, like, a well-proportioned face. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you can just see her sort of getting blinded by, like, oh, I have the opportunity to date the hottest guy, so why wouldn't I? Which is, like, what a lot of them fall into. Right, right. And it's just sort of like you just kind of have to have step back for a second. Yeah, yeah. And so... um so that sort of wound up without much fanfare. Um, oh, they had oh, like 100,000 kisses on the doorstep there because, you know, she, basically Ellie gets kicked out once once the, the, the family have left because uh, she's got to go back to the bachelorette pad. And Joey says that he is falling for her. Oh, yeah, right. Which I think is the... Did Pete say that to Becky? Pete said that to Becky. Oh, maybe, maybe he did. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I don't know. It just sort of reminded me about how fast we've gone, mm. especially because it's like usually, like what by this now, Irina had already said she loved Lockie. Right. Oh, in Bella, terms of hometown. Yeah, Bella had said she was falling for him, and then at hometowns was sort of you know admitting that she was deeply in love with him. Like yeah. I know that that's a bit different because they had like six months of texting in the yeah. middle. But like generally, hometowns is like when you pony up and you say that you're in love with them, or uh -huh. you get sent home. And here it's like 
the most we got was someone <laughs> saying that they think they could be falling, they could see themselves falling yeah. to them, which is like, You're right. not even I'm falling for you. That's usually what gets like, you'd be well and truly kicked off if you said that on Hometowns in any other season. Right. Like you're, you are behind the game. Into it. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, we've had half as much time and it like, it shows, it suffers because of it. Like, you know, we're having these sort of, like, fun flashbacks to all of Joey's moments on the show, oh, and right. then you're like, we're three weeks in. Like, <laughs> settle. Yes. So uh, that finishes, and then it's uh, Becky's turn, mm. and it's Becky and Pete, and they're walking towards each other, aren't they, down the road? Or, I think no, they're... no, they're in, out in the country. That's right, because it's bike ride. I literally wasn't in the room, so you'll have yep. to tell me. They uh, they met again in out in some sort of generic bush area, but there's two bikes involved, and so then suddenly they go bike riding, and nothing much happened there. There was no, no particular developments or anything, just some very strange camera angles, obviously, to do with, the, okay, well, we can clamp a camera here on the bike, basically looking straight up at underneath someone's Pete's chin there, you know, was one angle. And then a few shots of them riding around, not saying anything consequential. And then suddenly it's um, time to meet the family. Uh, and which, where were they, Pete's family? Oh, that was in the, out in the, basically in the backyard of his brother's house or something or other. Mm. That's right. They um, finished the bike ride and then they went zooming with uh, some of Pete's friends, two friends and their partners, um, and uh, there was, uh, you know, and then the main topic of conversation, of course, was if this all works out and, you know, you, you know, you're progressing and you feel a real connection there, one of you lives in Adelaide, one of you lives in Newcastle, something's got to give, mm. you know, basically, Becky, are you, are you willing to shift? Oh, also, this is all done over Skype. Have we covered that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Zooming in. Um, Oh, when I when you said zooming, I think I thought you meant oh, zooming along fast on the bike. All oh, right, yes. Or, or yeah, getting through it quickly. Yes. Um, and then basically, Ali starts off good. She goes, "Oh, I've moved." Becky. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <sighs> basically, Becky goes, "I've moved for love before." <laughs> yeah, and and then they sort of smile like, "Yeah, oh, oh okay." Oh. And then she goes, and I'd like to not do it again. I'd like someone else to move for me this time. And I'm like, oh, that's right. A sort of vague moral objection is totally worth someone giving up their successful business. And, and don't forget that whenever it was, like a couple of episodes ago when she was on a, a date with Pete, he kind of, and he sort of fessed up about being married and mm. stuff, didn't he? And then he mentioned that, He's an owner of a cafe and his brother is recovering from a serious head wound. Yeah, oh, my God. And that he, I forgot he, about this. And he needs to really be there because in case his yeah. parents suddenly oh. need help. This was all I was thinking oh about. Oh, my God. Was... I'm furious. <laughs> we, gave, we gave Becky so much credit in the next hometown for being the best person. <clears throat> but no, fuck that. He said, my brother's had a serious brain injury. I need to be in a position where if my parents need respite, if my parents need help caring for him as he sort of adapts to his new life with brain damage, hmm. I need to be there to be able to step in and care for him. And Becky's like, personally, I've moved for love before and the guy turned out to be a bit of a dickhead, so I don't want to do it again. Yeah, yeah. Like, so... you're not living in your hometown. You're not. He <laughs> is. He's living with his, in his hometown to care for his brother who's been in a serious accident. He's been recovering you for two years. You are living years. in fucking Newcastle. Move. 
<laughs> yeah. Two years he's been in. He's been recovering. Yeah. yeah. So it's not just like a little, mm. right? Like clearly his brother's needing like help. Oh, <laughs> mm. mm. I'm upset. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's so. I would have just hung up the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I been, I'm going through a tunnel. <laughs> I would have been like, oh, Becky has Pete not talk to you about his brother <laughs> and then she goes oh no no we have all like their brothers their siblings as yes, well yes. she goes no he has oh well no they were friends oh yeah, were they yeah. oh okay uh, so she'd be like no no he's talking about it. they're like oh okay Bye. <laughs> end meeting for all yeah <laughs> yes. oh cool great no thanks um Pass. you seem awful uh <laughs> Oh my god! I'm yeah. sorry. I just got so. <laughs> I was angry enough. <laughs> yeah, that's awful. Okay, mm. sorry. Go on. Okay. Well, then. Meanwhile, uh, while while she's being asked these things, while she's paving Pete, her own path to hell, <laughs> Pete's talking to the other friend and partner. Uh, and uh, and they were just sort of saying, "Oh, we'll support you, you know, whichever way it goes, whatever you decide to do, we'll we'll be there, you know." And so that was all quite quite nice. Yeah, lovely. And that all wrapped up. Um, well, there, I can't remember too much sort of snogging going on after that. They I did don't a really bit. Oh, that was sort of at the ending. front door, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, she sort of walks him off. Mm. Look, honestly, let's look up the transcript. Oh, okay. I'm here from you for you. Oh, okay, back to Shannon already. Blows horns squeakily. Okay, so it turns out there was just nothing when they left. Well, that's... He just speaks to... Oh, okay. He just sort of speaks to them on the phone, weirdly on loudspeaker. Um, and he said, you know, the further this experience goes, the more serious those feelings become. I'm a bit nervous. And then they sort of just kiss goodbye at the door and go off. So he didn't, like, admit his love to her or anything. Right. He didn't passionately sort of talk about her. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, moving on to Shannon. Okay, so then um, Shannon's there, and they yeah, and again they're walking down the street because they're going to meet at his brother's house, I believe. The Airbnb house, yes. Well, it was it was the decor was entirely white or or tiny little bits of off white, and it just looked like this kind of too good to be true. It looked like the sort of house that you would you know set design for kind of the Stepford Wives or somewhere mm. where everything's just a little bit too good to be true. And so they're having these kind of genteel kind of chats in the kitchen there. Yeah. It's, this is his brother. Now, I, I got all the names. It was, he... it was Dwayne. Dwayne, oh. Dwayne and Tegan. Ooh. And then the other brother, Clayton. Well, Tegan was the sister-in-law, I think. Yeah, wife, yeah. yeah. Wife of, of Dwayne. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very pregnant. Really? Oh, I hadn't noticed that. I, I hope. I hope. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if not, sorry, uh, sorry Tegan. Tegan. It was just the camera angle. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Camera always adds eight months. <laughs> <laughs> they were also all dressed in white as well. Yes, yes. Yeah. It was just all a little bit pristine. So yeah. And 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 um, Dwayne just had this fixed smile the whole time. Yeah. Um, I think Dwayne was the one that I no, the other brother was the one that I think looks more like Joey. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Yes. Um. So this date begins to unravel. Kind of in the most heartwarming way. Yeah. So the... they're having just a general chat. He's like, "I'd move to Newcastle." I'm like, "Oh great, you live in Sydney, so what a fucking sacrifice." <laughs> Two hours up the road. Yep. Yeah. Although moving to Sydney to Newcastle is probably a mm. sacrifice, to be honest. Yeah. So um, 
So he, Actually, anyway, he, fuck Sydney. Melbourne's back, bitches. We're allowed at cafes <laughs> sometimes, restaurants sometimes, within 25k of our home, not five, 25. We're allowed 10 friends. And guess what? Two friends in our homes once a day for one hour. We're back, bitches. Fuck all y'all. That's going to date this podcast. Okay, yeah. Well, oh, sorry. The episodes of live of TV that publish each week don't date this podcast. Well, no, but that'll date it in a very sad, tragic way when we get some other outbreak. Or oh, something. yeah, true. We'll look back in the midst of the third wave. <laughs> yes. Of this one. Um. So, oh, all right. So that goes goes all okay. But um, what Becky's Becky's obviously got something burning on on her mind because the more she chats with the brothers and sister in law, etc., the more she gets this strong impression that they really li- think that you know Shannon's really likes her a lot and that they really care for Shannon and they're kind of just you know just crossing their fingers and toes that it, you know if if this progresses that you know everything's all going to go well mm. and because they'd hate for him to be hurt and all this sort of stuff and, and she's she- going like. <laughs> this is her mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because she obviously doesn't feel that connection yeah, with Shannon she's after in love three with weeks. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I hope not Adrian. Hope not Adrian. Um, yeah, you're right. She's she's not vibing it in the same way, which I think we realised from her just like not bothering to ask him on a date for like the last three weeks. I guess that's since true. Since the first yes, one. yes. And so, but she kind of comes to this realisation seemingly then, I mean, who knows, and then just makes this sort of mature decision to kind of come clean about it and be like, you know what, I'm not 100% sure. And it it sounded like, unfortunately for Shannon's brother and sister-in-law, they were sort of talking her through this therapy session of her realising that she didn't like his brother. And and one of my notes I made was, you know, I've mentioned that Dwayne has this fixed smile. I I wrote a little note saying, I wonder how long this fixed smile is going to last. And it lasted the whole distance. He realised what she was saying. He realised that it was all over for Shannon and he just kept on smiling. Just, and then the sister's like, oh, don't apologise to us. Like, you know, what if it's... It's just like completely trying to look good for national TV. But overall, it was like, wow, what a lovely conversation of three mature adults dealing with their problems in an emotionally, you know, emotionally cohesive way. Like, I was like, I love to see it. Like, I just genuinely liked it as good TV. Mm, it was great. Yeah, and then so then she sort of took Shannon aside for a, a bit of a sort of chat. Well, yeah, Shannon comes back in and then he's, he's been, meanwhile, meanwhile, he's been talking to his other brother. Uh, how much he loves her. Hyping himself, you know, and so he's on cloud nine, walks in and the vibe is very different to what... <laughs> <laughs> walks into sort of ghost town. Yeah. She sort of walks in from outside, like clumps, horse girl clumps yeah. around. <laughs> down the hall and says, Shannon, can we have a chat? And he goes, oh, are you going to pick me for a little date? And then she's like, hmm. And he's like, okay. Well, you're making it sound like she was sort of, you know, stern, but she wasn't. She was more just kind of upset trying to hold it together. Yeah, but, like, his mood, like, he he tried to joke, turned and saw her face and was like, is there something wrong? (laughs) Yes. So she kind of, they have a chat sort of on the front doorstep by the looks of it, and she just really just literally can't sort of get it out. Yeah. And Shannon... You know, he's not silly. He understands instantly what's what she's saying, mm. and just 
rises to the occasion beautifully. Yeah. Just de- demonstrate, like, displayed just real character and sort of comforted her and said, It was like, don't... oh, don't cry. Like, it was slightly patri- patriarchal and patronising, but we oh, forgive yeah. it. But he was like, don't cry. You'd, I can't see you cry. You're, like, just, you're just being honest. You're just saying the truth. You, you know, know, he's like, if you've fallen in love with someone, who am I to step in the way? Like, don't I'm, be sorry. I'm not, not like, going to stop you getting being happy, you know, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so. it was just like. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just good. Wow, Shannon, 10 out of 10. Mm. Happy for you. <laughs> like, and you know, you could tell that he was quite hurt, but like he was just like, you know, putting on a brave face for her and making it easier for her and mm. being like, you know what, it's okay. Like, you don't have to feel bad. Like, I get it. Mm. And it was lovely. And so we're watching this unfold. <laughs> and then we, t- I, turned, <laughs> I turned to my right. <laughs> And I see Mum go, this is good TV, (laughs) weeping. Mm, Well. Yeah, I thought it was nice. Uh, Do do you think that Mum, if we had told Mum two months ago she'd be crying over The Bachelor, do you think she would have agreed with that statement? Uh, Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I think think so, yes. yes. Oh, well, look, it was good. I'm just glad he didn't look at me at that point. <laughs> you were wiping away some tears. I, I, I was. The only film I've seen you cry in is um, uh, Nativity. Oh, really? Oh, well, I didn't even like Nativity. You were crying in Nativity. <laughs> okay. uh, Nativity is Martin Freeman's um, Christmas movie. Yes. You and Jeff, uh, oh. <laughs> uh, my aunt's uh, partner, were weeping. Right. And well, it was it, it was, was New Year's. It wasn't it was even Christ- Christmas. No, I'm sure it was we Christmas. Were, no, we were up. We were up at a holiday house, so it definitely was not Christmas. Okay. Well, my usual excuse is I'm I'm overtired because I'm <laughs> and, and emotional because I've been working long hours. But if it was Christmas, I probably wasn't. So I don't yeah. know. Oh well. No excuse. No excuse. But you know, an excuse for Shannon because he was worthy yep. of tears over definitely ten out of ten. Hmm. And I mean, that was the episode, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that it just he sort, sort of, of had a talking head. Then. Oh my god, he was doing these very oh, specific right. talking heads, and I'm like, this—he's talking about this incident. Like they made him come back and sit down and do talking heads. Yeah, back at the mansion. Yes. Yeah, because I guess it's like otherwise they'd have a full third of an episode with no talking heads, wouldn't they? Because oh like, yeah, because they he w- they would have had to do it. His con- he needed to talk about the whole date. So mm. they made him go in and talk about how confident he was feeling for the whole oh, first date yeah, yeah. after he'd already been dumped. Yes. Amazing. But that's probably the case with all of these things. You yeah, know? that's like probably every, true. Every single one. It's like, well, hang on. They must have known. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I spend a lot of my time watching reality TV trying to pinpoint when each uh, confessional was, like, shot. Yep. Like in Vanderpump Rules or Real Housewives or something like that. I'm really I'm really letting on too much about how much reality <laughs> TV I watch. I'll be like, okay, so they had that emotion about this then, so I think that was filmed in between here and, the, and like, oh, track mm. it back. And it's like, oh, I could just watch the show and enjoy the plots, but I guess not. That's, uh, there's always more to be had. Yeah, the science behind it, definitely. Mate. It's that, not been that long, but I don't have anything more to talk about. Well, that was the end, wasn't it? And well, yeah. We've, we've, we've got, got a little prim, preview of next week. What, what was that all about? Basically, it looks like um, Adrian's brother is going to, like, not understand boundaries and take oh. it, like, and 
is going to sort of grill Becky on whether she had like a boyfriend or not before she went on the show. Oh, that's right. It was all about he'd, he'd been doing a bit of Googling and a bit of uh, researching through the mm. social networks, social that media. That wasn't a rumour I've heard. Maybe it is the case. The but... rumour that he put to her was that she'd broken up with her boyfriend to come on this show. Yeah, but like half the people do that like what am I going to do like if you had only gone on like a few dates with someone Mm. or you weren't really feeling like it's working out you wouldn't be like oh no I'll give up this life-changing opportunity for this yeah well that's actually I mean that does happen there's like last season the guy who was meant to be there before Lockie oh got a serious long-term girlfriend so didn't go on the show all right right. yeah which is a bit nice yeah sure and saved us from Pascal but I don't know if it came to a no, toss up no, between Lockie and well, you know. No, he didn't save us from Pascal. He subjected us to Lockie. We wouldn't have had him. Although, like watching this season, God, you never know what you had till it's gone. I would have, ta- I would take Lockie's season back almost. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually think Pascal was better than Lockie because Pascal's an odious human, but Lockie's worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least Pascal's upfront about being the worst person on earth. Yeah. Yeah. He owns it. He lives it. Yeah. Oh, well. So we've got that to look forward to in the next episode. Doesn't Yay. seem like anything really exciting with Ali happens. Seems no. like Becky's really holding up um, this hometown date sort of section. So where are we at? We've got Becky. So literally it will be next episode will be Becky. We've got the hometown Pete date. And Adrian. Oh, my God. Adrian is top two. Mm. We I, I, I clocked this the moment that she realized she wasn't doing standard, but I've just forgotten about this now during the recording. Adrian <laughs> is top two. The man, the steampunk man who wants to just hang out with the boys and not think about the future and not go on to is, will make it to the finale. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I and, and, and Ali's supposed to be the one with bad taste in men. Yeah. Like, at least he's not going to get chosen uh, but like, it's not like he's gonna even be sad when he get dumped on the altar. Like, <laughs> what's he gonna? He's not gonna cry. He doesn't give a shit. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he doesn't even. You know what? He probably cried more over learning Bachelor Shannon. in Paradise got cancelled. Oh right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. well, Sh- his mate Shannon going home. Oh, not Shannon. Not the boys. <laughs> not the boys. Ugh. Or oh, being too interested in what happened on that weekend with Joe, um, Joey and Ali, even though it has nothing to do with him. That's true. Ugh. Yes. Okay, so next, so next week we're going to have those last home downs for Adam Fraser and Adrian, yeah. and then I'm assuming we'll have this finale in parks. Yeah, we're nearly done, mate. Do I say, say yawning. No, I'm happy with that. <laughs> okay, we're, we're nearly, nearly done, done, mate. Yep. Cool. Good. Glad. Okay. I'm sad though that we're not like then going to be like, and then we'll see you in Bachelor in Paradise because oh, okay. like this that would be worth it. Imagine Roxy on Bachelor in Paradise. <sighs> well, they've truly deprived us of everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Father, they can find me uh, on Twitter at Matilda Bosley. You can look at my uh, adventures through Melbourne the other day, documenting the reopening. I bought an air fryer. Mm. Yes. And you can find me uh, sitting in front of a television, sobbing my eyes out to nativity. Aww. Have a good one, mate. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next week if um, we have enough content to talk about. (laughs) 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Me, My Dad and The Bachelor. If you want more fatherly content, you can follow us on Instagram at mydadbatchpod or shoot us an email at mydadbatchpod at gmail.com. This week's episode was produced by myself and Anthony Furchie. Music is by Latch Swing and Tri Track Young. And the cover art is by my wonderful sister, Perrin Bosley. Have a good one and stay safe.